This episode of Active Listeners Podcast contains some adult language and mature themes. Hello and welcome to Active Listeners with Mike and Shane. Each week, we will discuss our lives, our goals, and our expectations as artists, as well as discuss what it is to be an artist. Performers, visual artists, and musicians, Mike and I would like to talk to you about what you do, why you do it, and what that art really means to you. We'll have guests to discuss artistic expression and the all-around nature of the artist's lifestyle. Is there a de facto artist lifestyle? Well, that's one of the things we're going to uncover. Please follow us on Twitter and Facebook and join in on the conversation. Welcome to our very first episode of Active Listeners. There it is. Uh, technically, welcome to our sort of 1.5 episode of Active Listeners. Uh, last week, we did our session zero, where Mike and I kind of discussed what we were going to be doing in uh, this podcast, talking about uh, art and our lives and society and how that all piles on to one another. Yes, and today's very first topic is going to be about family, how family informs what we do and how we navigate the world uh, and our work with our families in mind. And we certainly aren't just talking about this vague idea of uh, a blood relative encompassing the entirety of family. No, no, no. Like many of you listeners, we have acquired individuals into our lives that we both consider family. That difference between chosen family and forced family? I guess that seems a little <laughs> aggressive, but... <laughs> chosen family and the family that we're blessed with. <laughs> there it is. There it is. So, uh, yeah. So we're going to just jump right into it. Uh, and uh, also later on in this episode, our very first guest is going to join us, Katie Osborne Moneymaker. Katie is a performer, both on stage as an actor, uh, also a uh, magician. And a musician. I and mean. a musician, yes. <laughs> and also our younger audience members that are on TikTok well, no, Katie as Katie Osaurus. Katie Osaurus. <laughs> Katie Osaurus, who is also, I would consider, a bit of an art activist on TikTok. And we'll talk to we'll talk to Katie a little bit about her messaging on that platform. But first, we're gonna get into a little bit of uh Shane and I's experiences with family. I suppose I'll begin um where it all began um so i was born in upstate new york to my mother donna and my father richard and from there it all went awry <laughs> i went to school they taught me to speak i started to do it publicly oh no um, and honestly, I would say my, uh, art stuff sort of started musically, which I touched on lap last episode. Um, I did a lot of music stuff, which was fun for my mother the first time because I went into an audition 
Uh, it was a kid's audition, and we had to sing Yankee Doodle. And I went in, and all these kids, like 10, 12, 14, they're singing Yankee Doodle, and they're singing their hearts out, and it's adorable, right? And I get up there, and I just bust out some, I bellow Yankee Doodle. And it was the first time I think my mom ever actually heard me sing. And we get in the car and she's like, where the hell did you learn to do that? <laughs> and from that point on, my mother just became my my biggest fan. Uh, the person yeah. that pushed me and pushed me and pushed me. Yeah, my, my mother was certainly uh, my biggest fan. Um, growing up, I think, uh, one day, uh, when I was very young, too young really to remember, I think I have a memory of it that I made up, you know, those like memories that someone told you something. So you're like, oh yeah, it must've gone like this. Um, I remember and, that uh, clearly. <laughs> so yeah, uh, mom came home and she had one of those play school, I imagine, or maybe Fisher Price, like chonky plastic yellow and orange plastic uh art tables for toddlers uh and i'm i'm fairly certain it was a hand-me-down which is fine recycle or use reduce um and uh yeah and ever since that day um so before i could actually formulate proper memories i've i've you know, had a crayon or a pencil or a, you know, a brush just glued to my little hand. And yeah, I think the very first time I kind of realized that I was kind of good at, at it was in, uh, first grade or kindergarten. Um, my, my mother got called into school um, for a, a conference because I had drawn a picture of a panther. Nice. And he was uh, eating a very fresh antelope kill. And the teacher was a little concerned because of how realistic it was. <laughs> oh, because you were documenting nature in the hierarchy of the food chain? And, you know, being being my number one fan, my mother's response was to uh, frame it and put it on her desk at work. And I believe unto this very day, she still has it. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Also, I don't know if this podcast is the right place for this, but as soon as you said reduce, reuse, recycle, all I could think about was Rocco's Modern Life. R-E-C-Y-C-L-E Recycle. <laughs> so, yep, ni 90s kids, 90s, 90s So that kids. might make it in the podcast. I mean, we are diving back into our families, <laughs> so some of these memories will rush back like pogs. Well, you and I were also uh, uh, babys babysat by, by television, if I if Yeah, I, I mean, I'm most certainly a latchkey kid, you Yeah. Know? Oh, definitely. For a large part of my life coming from uh, a single parent home. Let's get a little real with it. Uh, my father spent most of my childhood in jail. So uh, I spent most of my life being raised by my mother, uh, which was fantastic. Uh, but that means she did work two jobs. 
And like Mike said, that means, you know, we're responsible for taking care of ourselves when we get home. And sometimes that means maybe not doing homework and instead watching Rocco's Modern Life. <laughs> or, or, or just drawing. The next, the next part of the journey um, in, in this topic kind of goes into that first instance of, of uh, family and their interaction with our art into what I consider the formative years, right? Outside of blood relatives, my very first instance of having a familial relationship um, with people that weren't directly related to me would be uh, a family, my best friend. Uh, it was Mike and Mike and his family. And they, they really just kind of, you know, from the time of like late middle school into high school kind of took me in. And um, they too were another source of constant positive reinforcement when it came to my art. And, um, you know, if, if my mother was my number one fan, his mother was my number two fan. And uh, yeah. And to this, you know, to this very day, uh, you know, their family to me and, um, and yeah. And uh, at that point in my life is when I actually started doing uh, acting and performing and yeah they were they were really supportive and interested and invested and um and in our last episode I, I mentioned like art you know I got we got sappy and I said you know art saved my life and I think that and in a way having that connection with those people played a big role in steering me away from some of the things that a lot of kids that grew up you know around me um, kind of fell into in terms of uh, making bad decisions and and getting sucked into you know bad lifestyles. Yeah, I mean, bad decisions were everywhere, and uh, it wasn't until high school uh, where I also started sort of acting, you know, auditioning for those roles because the drama people were the weird people that would kind of let you hang out with them, uh, and I still talk and are invested in those people's lives today uh you know there's maybe there's five of them and every couple of weeks we get together especially since quarantine on a on a sort of zoom call like this and just shoot the breeze um and find out what each other uh, is doing artistically and see how we can help invest that my friend uh, mark is a phenomenal singer and will inevitably be on Broadway. Uh, so it's always great to kind of hear where he's coming from and what he's doing. Uh, he's been doing a lot of online sort of uh, singing burlesque shows, which has been a lot of fun. Yeah, I, it's just that sort of once you find that artistic family, speaking of family, how can we cut Mike Lake just giving his wonderful wife uh, a kiss goodnight? That's <laughs> adorable. <laughs> <laughs> that supersedes anything I had to yes, say. Yes, uh, she's off to dreamland. <laughs> and then I think that brings us to the next phase of family building. And Shane and I, 13 years now. Wow. I think. Wow. And uh, it's safe to say that Shane is definitely family to me. Oh, without a doubt i oh god <laughs> there's you know a, a whole nother a whole slew of people that also fall into that category 
that we have the oppor- the the pleasure and are you know lucky enough to continually work with throughout the years um some of which are involved with our theater work with Will Kemp's players um and you know beyond um and I think that one thing that is great about doing this podcast is that Shane and I get to share 45 minutes at least a week uh you know kind of talking in a way that we would be talking anyway. Yeah, honestly, I feel like we just took so many of our conversations from the past and we're like, yeah, a lot of those should probably be podcasts. <laughs> so let's get a little bit more specific. There's a certain societal judgment, right, behind what it takes to be a successful artist and and how that relates to family. Yeah, and I guess... W- what type of art you find yourself funneling into has a whole slew of sort of expectations, uh, whether they be good or bad, of how your family life will go in that artistic field. Um, You hear, you know, rock musicians have a notorious bad reputation for family. Uh, You know, the the starving artist uh, in his cabin in the woods by himself or the, the suffering artists that can't have a family uh, because they're so involved in their artistic expression, uh, when that's just not the case. Because without f- a family, chosen or not, your art seems empty. Yeah, and like surely there are, there are examples of these things, right? I mean, you know... Uh, stereotypes t- don't come from and you know absolutely nowhere we also i think in especially in the modern age like we think back to these examples of artists that are those archetypes they created those archetypes you know what i mean like uh the tortured artist van gogh like like the only reason why he's the example of the tortured ar- artist is because he's the most famous tortured artist yeah, right like, like you cut off your ear you get you a know, reputation of, you know <laughs> exactly exactly like people talk about it and 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 you're right the sort of people uh recognize the beauty and the art that they created and start absolutely and start to think that the only way that they can make that type of art is by doing exactly what that artist did when yeah, it's yeah. it's such a personal journey beyond that of course take inspiration from artists left and right i mean mike inspires me constantly um but i'm not going to try to sit down and draw a superhero <laughs> i know better <laughs> uh you know there was a time in college where i would look at mike drawing in class and i would be like oh i can do that i bet you i could look back in some of my notebooks and find like desks that i was trying to draw in proportion (laughs) during (laughs) during some mysteries class great great i wasn't taking notes because i was drawing and you weren't taking notes because you were trying to draw like me that's that's fantastic exactly uh it's a it's a it's it's amazing either of us made any made it anywhere uh speaking uh more personally we have also in the, just in this part of this conversation, two very distinct, different artist family examples. Uh, you know, I myself, uh, I'm married. I have two children, um, and I live a very what pe- most people would consider a traditional family lifestyle. 
Um, and you traditionalist. Uh, oh, for sure. Yeah, Carly and I have been together for what almost fourteen years. Be fourteen years next year. Married since twenty fourteen. So, um, she's been she's she's been my number one support. You know, um, in all of the artistic endeavors and her family has been, you know, wonderful in terms of, uh, being supportive of all of the things that I do. And yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's definitely traditionalist. <laughs> boring. So you normal see, and boring. Uh, me on the other hand, uh, have a very different familial sort of background. Uh, I was married. Uh, I think that is relevant to who I am I and the so. type of I so. art I produce now. Um, I also don't exactly have any kids. I don't know how <laughs> this portion of the podcast could be erased completely, but I have... No, let's talk about it. Yeah, because you helped build the family. Yeah, I like that, I... That it's, is fucking special, man. It's so weird. I um I had a friend from high school who came to me uh, wanting to produce a child and couldn't afford it. Yeah. They were spending thousands of dollars a month trying to um, conceive and they just, they couldn't afford it anymore. And these two people deserved children more than anybody that I have ever met in my entire life. Maybe with the exception of you. And and I did that. I did that for them twice. Um, and they have two beautiful children because of it. So while I don't personally raise them, I know them. And I'm going to get to know them in their adult lives. Um, it'll, be, it'll be interesting, but clearly a different motivator than being married with a couple of kids that I am responsible for until at least 18. And it well, it's it's funny too because like everybody says like, oh, when you become a parent, like you change, and and when you become a parent, all your friends see you differently. But like I certainly see you differently. You know what I mean? Even though our situations aren't the same, like the day you told me that that's what you were doing, I think you were a little afraid that I was gonna feel a way about it, and I don't know why, but you know, I I, I definitely I felt, that, felt way. that apprehension. I felt that way with everybody. Yeah, but like I have so much seriously, I have so much respect for that. And um, thanks, man. That means a lot. Later on, we're gonna hear another story about how uh, families are made, and I don't want to steal Katie's thunder, so I'll hold off on that. But um, can we, from here on out, just refer to her as Katieosaurus? <laughs> Katieosaurus, the 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 dinosaur that we are going to <laughs> interview later. <laughs> Uh, so you know can i honestly say though can i honestly say like that name in and of itself is just emblematic of the creativity that just oozes from katie so like you know i i'm, I'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie like it's it's on brand it really i mean is. Even, and, and to even speak further to chosen family uh katie yes. and i katie and i went to school together so i've worked with katie for years and years and years and man i just am endlessly entertained by the things that come out of uh, katie. always <laughs> i downloaded tiktok because of katie she I'm is a, the I'm only so person i follow on tiktok <laughs> literally one person it's her <laughs> you're gonna guilt me into getting a tiktok aren't you 
So yeah. Um, so download TikTok, follow Katie Osaurus because she's awesome. Um, <laughs> any any uh, any any thoughts before we pull in? You know, c- come into the guest segment. It's crazy. I feel like as I was coming into this episode, I was super apprehensive. Um, but now recording it, I feel like we could probably talk about this for another hour. Really dive yeah. into the uh, minutia of that granule family dynamic that has motivated both of our arts and how that somehow in some timeline intertwined uh, and we now get to make art together. I actually just want to take this last final moment to mention as well, um, maybe to get on a soapbox a little bit. Um, I think that we should let everyone determine, you know, what, family means to them and i think we should allow everyone the benefit of experiencing what creating a family is and what family can be and focus less on this artificial i mean how close were we how close were we to starting this episode with some webster definition of what (laughs) family was right and as we looked at it really the only the only definition that could even do what we believe family to be any justice is so far down on the list that i'm kind of ashamed of the human race it's definition number four and it says a group of people united by certain convictions or common affiliation, a fellowship. And that is really, for me, the number one definition. And to harken back to session zero, it is about your community. It is about the community you decide to build. It is about the community that you decide to bring together. And community and family are and should be synonymous. Okay, so now we are going to talk to our guest, Katie Osborne. Hi. Also um, known as Katie Osaurus. Yes, on also various platforms. A man of many names. <laughs> love it, love it. All right, so uh, Katie, thank you for coming and being on the podcast. Um, I guess we'll just start with a little opener. Tell us your pronouns and then a little bit about your work. Yeah, so uh, my name is Katie Osborne, otherwise known as Katie Osaurus on the TikToks. Uh, my pronouns are she, her, or they, them. I'm kind of uh, figuring that one out right now. And uh, what else was I supposed to talk about? <laughs> I have ADHD. <laughs> you may have heard. <laughs> yeah, you can talk about that. And uh, just a little bit about your your chosen uh, art worlds. Oh, sure. Um, so yeah, so primarily um, I'm a performer. I used to say that I'm an actor, but in a very weird sort of twist of fate for the past like two or three years, I've actually uh, been a magician more than an actor, which is a very strange transition. Um, And yeah, so I've been performing my whole life starting as a kid. uh, And then after college, I decided to get serious about it, um, which is how I, should I acknowledge that I know you both? Like, I feel like I'm just like, hello. I was I like, mean, that's how I met you guys. Um, yes, Shane, yes. Shane and I were in the same uh, grad class, uh, just studying Shakespeare. 
um, among other things. And uh, yeah, and so now I do Shakespeare and I make TikToks about sex and ADHD and that's, and I do magic. I don't, I don't know. My life is very confusing. Uh, magic was definitely one of the first things I wanted to talk to you about, <laughs> not because it has anything to do with family or our topic this episode, but just because I really love magic. Yeah. Well, and also it was like kind of right field. Like it was, it was not a thing that I was doing when I, when I like knew you. And then, well, right like, at the end of college, you, you sort of It was because dabbling. of Midsummer. Like that was, yeah. that was how I started uh, dabbling was that production of Midsummer. So like that was, it was John Belomo's fault. <laughs> Who did you play in that man? Play Midsummer? Uh, so, so Shane and I were in this production of Midsummer that was like this Commedia themed production of Midsummer, and the director decided I was playing Puck which was bananas um but the director decided that he really wanted Puck to do like this like large-scale magic show in the middle of on like on stage um in the (laughs) middle of like the lovers like magic swap scene and so like one of the first things that I did was learn how to do this like big stage illusion and it was part of the reason that I got like really interested in magic because I thought it was like really cool so and go. we don't talk about it very often, but Katie and I also had a failed magic show uh, that never even made it. <gasps> I forgot about that. We oh rehearsed, my God. We rehearsed, we rehearsed then... it. We spent never so much. Oh my God. Shane, you should tell the story. I totally forgot about that show. We spent probably two or three days preparing to busk this magic show where <laughs> Katie completely designed and created a transformable dress. And I would like throw like confetti or whatever it was over her and she would spin and her dress would just like unravel and become something else. We had books with caution tape coming out of it. We were- It was because it was for Harry Potter. It was for the Harry Potter thing. You have That's to say that was. part. Oh, it was, we, were, we were doing yeah, yeah. like a, like for the Mischief Harry Potter and thing magic. in Stanton. Yeah. We were doing, I don't, they asked us, like, put together a magic show, and then they were like, never mind, (laughs) basically. (laughs) They were like, JK, JK, and I was like, okay, well, I have this costume now that I'm still (laughs) sure, I'm still kind of certain is sitting in a corner at the MMC rehearsal space. Like, I think it's still there. Wow. So, so, uh, one day, if we've got to retrieve, we've got to retrieve the dress, and actually do we got to put the show on it was a really good costume like i like it was honestly really well built like i did a good job (laughs) we spent hours in different thrift shops searching for fabrics that would like drape correctly it was crazy it was like a whole thing because you have to like it's there's like just a whole technique to building those dresses and i was just like i got really into it yeah oh my god i haven't thought of that in years thank you shane (laughs) you're very welcome (laughs) I suppose that brings us to the meat and potatoes of why we brought you here. Okay. Now I'm nervous. I don't know why I just got nervous, but I just got nervous. It's like you got called to the principal's office. And I was like, I was like, okay, well, I guess I hope my answers are good. We've uh, been talking a lot about on this episode about our family, about our chosen family and our, I think we deemed it forced family. Um, you deemed it forced family. I'll take that. Uh, so, um, we sort of would like you to speak on, 
um, how you view family. We sort of gave our own definitions of family. We gave that really awful Webster definition. Garbage. It was garbage. Garbage. Um, so how do how do you define family? I'm adopted, so I have a really kind of interesting take on family. Like family for me has never been about blood. It's never been about the people that you're related to because like I've never been related to any of my family. Um, and then even more than that later on, if you want, I can talk about this later on, but like I, I found my birth mom and, and my, my biological father and like that was really weird because then all of a sudden I had people that I was related to and it really like made my relationship to what a family is a little bit more complex. But the thing is, is like, for me, family has just always been the people who show up, the people who show up for you, whatever that means. Um, and I think that's really important to remember. I don't know. Cause like, I, I, I don't ever feel that obligation of like, well, they're related to you. They have to be nice to you. Or like, they're your blood. They're your kin. And I was like, I'm not kin to anybody. And, you know, and, but there's still people that like, I would take a bullet for, you know? And so it's just like, I don't know. Like, yeah, family is family is weird to me, but there you go. And yeah. also, I imagine what complicates it even more is you've uh, gotten married. Yeah, so I got you, married. You added to that sort of uh, that family that you've been, what sounds like you've just been expanding on and expanding on. Yeah, I mean, and, and that was another thing too, was, was you know, getting married so you kind of inherit a family with the person that you're getting married to. But the nice thing is that like Chris's family kicks ass. Like Chris's family is the best. And so it's wonderful because, you know, I was really worried. I was really worried. You're always really worried to like meet the in-laws, but they were, they were so welcoming and kind. And that kind of goes back to what I was talking about. Like earlier is like, I remember one of my favorite memories of meeting Chris's parents for the first time was that I jokingly demanded a bowl of green M&Ms in the dressing room, like completely as a joke. And they did that. Chris's dad bought a bag of Christmas M&Ms and sat with a knife and divided them red and green and put a bowl of green M&Ms in the guest room where I was staying as like a joke. And I was like, that's family. Like that's what family does. And like, that was like that, like, and I was so nervous and I'd never met them before. And I was staying at their house and it was weird. And then it was like, I walked in to see that. And I was like, okay, okay, I get it. Like, and that was, you know, that was really cool. In ter in, I mean, in terms of in-law stories, that is one of the smoothest I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I got really lucky, but I'm also very, like, I'm very charming. I'm very good at, like, the meet the parents phase. Like, I'm, like, <laughs> like, I'm, like, uh, like, psychopathically good at it. I'm, like, yes, I'll say all the things that I need to say and do. <laughs> <laughs> Your parents will love me more than they love you. Right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's like a running theme in a lot of my relationships, actually. <laughs> <laughs> did the art you make shift uh, when you got married? Uh, did you notice that, that you sort of brought these people into your life and it all of a sudden started to inform the the art your artistic expressions um I don't know if it changed but I started believing in my work more because I had somebody who believed in me um that was that was interesting um and then also like you know we we started doing art together like us like the murder mystery like we we started doing the murder mystery together not that that's like art but 
um, you know, like we, we would write the scripts together and, and, you know, like I would write a script and Chris makes it funny or Chris writes a funny script and I make it make sense. And so like, we developed this like artistic partnership in that, um, that I think was really interesting, but yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing was just Chris has always just encouraged me to like do what I wanted to do and so it's like yeah go be in the show go do that thing go to Minnesota for a month and work at a Shakespeare festival like he's always just like yes go do the thing um and I think that's made me a better artist because I I I feel like at least one person believes that I can do it even when I don't (laughs) I already mentioned earlier um how you're the reason why I even have a TikTok and you're the only person that I follow. And um, one of the things I love is when I see Chris uh, on the videos. And um, it's great because like, we do know both of you. So if he wasn't there, it would be weird. Just because I know the dynamic between the two of you. Yeah. And that he's also like a creative person. So it's like, it's a, a super treat. Like whenever he, he's around. He also has his own fan club now, which I think is really <laughs> funny. Like Chris gets fan mail from people who are like thirsty for Chris and it's he's fan delightful. Mail, it's yeah, yeah. delightful. How do I sign up for the, is there like a fan base email sort of thing? <laughs> you can you can join the Discord server. Um that's that's where you find us most of the time. But yeah, it's like really funny. Like people will just be like, Oh my god, Chris is here. And I'm just like, it's Chris, like he's my husband. Like, what? What is happening? <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of thirsty TikTokers for Chris. So <laughs> <laughs> as it should be. I know. I was like, rightfully so. Have you seen him? Beautiful lumberjack of a man. We love it. We love him. <laughs> as said as I'm wearing a flannel. It's I was gonna say I was like <laughs> it's little, little on the nose. So this, in these moments, is why we need the Instagram, Mike, because... Yeah, yeah. I'll get on it. Okay, I had a question about one of your questions. You said, please talk to us about your recent commercial. What commercial? Your Instagram commercial. Oh, Rich Victorian Widow? It was so good. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you the story if you want. It's kind of a funny story. So, So, as you know, I'm a TikTok superstar. (laughs) can't say it out loud without laughing it's so stupid um but so basically there's there's this woman who um works for this sex toy company and she's a really big fan of my tiktoks and so she messaged me and she was like hey we would love to give you some like free products in exchange for like putting us on your social needs and i was like free sex toys yes please obviously like i'm not an idiot so i said yes and then we're like talking back and forth and I, I realized because like, she wanted me to do like a, like, Hey, people with ADHD, do you struggle with sex? Like, well, here's like some like sex toys. and like, let's talk about what they do and stuff. And I was like, no, that's just going to get taken down super fast. Like you can't show the product. You can't like talk about like, cause TikTok's like really strict. So I was like, okay, but you know, it would be really funny. And so I was like, so I mentioned it like half hearted, like as a joke, like straight up as a joke, I was like, ha ha. And she was like, yes, we don't even want Katie anymore. We only want rich Victorian widow. Um, and I was like, okay. And so I made, I made the video like, cause my, I have a role with rich, rich Victorian widow. Like I only like they're one shots, like, cause it's all just improv. And so I'm like, if I can't be funny the first time then it's not a good enough video. So like, I like had a glass of wine. I did the whole thing in one shot. And then I posted it like the next day. And I was so nervous. Like I was like, either people are going to be like, what the fuck is this? 
or they're going to be like, this is amazing. And thankfully everybody really liked it. But now I've been getting more messages from people being like, so are you their official sponsor now? Like, are you going to do more videos? And I, and so like, I don't know what's going to happen with it, but that I do you get are paid actual American dollars to do that. They paid they, me actual money. If they don't ask you to do at least a series of episodes or like commercials like the Geico guy, you're way better than that guy. <laughs> I was like, listen, but I was like, it's so niche. But I feel like I like in my mind, like I want to be like the poopery girl. Like she's so like distinctive, but it's such like this weird product. And I was like, that'd be really funny if I was just like a grumpy Victorian widow, like talking about sex toys. I was like, I think it'd be great. So I don't know if you're, if you're listening, write a letter, <laughs> tell them to hire me again. You could start a show on the E! Network. Remember Talk Sex with Sue? Am I the yes. only one? Like well, I was just on um, the American Sex Podcast with Sunny Megatron. And Sunny Megatron has a new sex ed show on, I think, Stars. And so, like, she's doing that. And so, like, that show was kind of what I was thinking about when I made that video. Because I was like, hire me to review your sex toys as an elderly, angry woman. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 uh target market right like, yeah the target market what yeah, is it when you yeah. can't find a job just make one up i mean that is literally what i have done like i like right now my life is the definition of that like i don't i have no <laughs> idea what's going on 90 percent of the time yet here i am so it's fine it's so weird so okay. i actually think that brings us kind of towards the end of this segment with you, uh, Katie Osaurus. Uh, we've touched on a lot of the questions we wanted to touch on. You know, uh, we really want to talk about family and how that family informs your art or doesn't inform your art. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add at the end of this? I think that you guys are great and I'm really happy you have a podcast because I like you so much. So at the end of each interview, we are going to ask our guests to grace us with either a special mini performance or okay. to play a game or to do something that is completely off topic and completely has nothing to do with the rest of the episode. And okay. this can range from singing us a song, doing a draft for your next commercial, <laughs> Uh, listing your favorite musicals alphabetically. I think I know. I think I know what I want to hear. Okay, what do you want? I want to hear rich old Victorian ladies. Okay. Ad for our show. Okay, right, hold on. I have to. I have to do a costume change. <laughs> Just gotta get in character. Gotta get in yes. character. Hello, it's me, a rich Victorian widow. Do you like podcasts? Do you like radio? Do you miss the fireside chats of that handsome Franklin Delano Roosevelt? Then I have news for you. Turn on your Victrola. Turn on your phonograph. Turn on whatever the internet kids are using to listen to their podcast today. Stitcher, when I was a, a child, a Stitcher was someone who worked in the theater like some sort of peasant. So come on down and listen to the Active Listeners podcast hosted by two people who are far less underwhelming than my last three husbands. Thank you. <laughs> okay, now I gotta back Yes. I gotta did you record room. that for your own TikTok? I didn't. I should have. I have some regret. Because the problem is, is like if I do it, if I do it on TikTok, then I'm tempted to like stop and start. That's the thing. 
so because I'm like no I can say that funnier I can say that not funnier and so I have to like not let myself do that so I just yell into the microphone until I'm happy with it but rich Victorian widow wants you to listen to active listeners podcast and we want to thank Katie for joining us today as our very first guest (laughs) and uh this this is a lot of fun and I'm I'm glad it was someone that we knew and that is special to us and we Aww. hope that our listeners uh, think you're special too. I and mean, they will definitely yeah. think I'm special after this. <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank so you much for your time. Thank you guys for having me. I love you guys so much. So um, thanks for having me. All right, Shane. So what is this week's listener engagement? The listener engagement is what we've been talking about this entire episode. How do you define family? Uh, What defines your family? What family dynamic has motivated you to produce art lately? Go ahead and let us know what family means to you, uh, how you choose your family, and then how that family informs your art, or who in your family can you always rely on to support your creativity go ahead and head to our facebook or our twitter uh and let us know and once again we would like to thank katie osaurus for taking the time out answering a couple of our questions having some fun with us and perhaps she will partake in our conversation on the twitter or the facebook so please chime in and join the conversation peace If you like what you hear, leave us a rating. And if you really like what you hear and you'd like to support us, go to patreon.com slash active listeners pod and become a patron. Our theme music was created by Remoter. Thanks so much for listening.